Kemp, you ready? You want to go ahead and get started? I'm ready. All right, Jay, let's go ahead and get started. Yes, sir. True. Wait. Uh, yeah. Did your producer clap? Oh. <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> That's a good catch. Should we, though? Did you? Nah, for real, though. I didn't hear no clap. Did you clap? I just didn't know if we needed to, because like, sometimes the, on set, this, you have to, uh, to mm-hmm. sync up the sound. You have to sync up the sound, right? But he, he does it every time. Mm, I don't know. Thank you for asking. I've clapped every time. There Did you clap this time, though? Time. We hadn't started yet. That's right. <laughs> Kemp, you're right. We didn't start. We didn't start yet. I just got nervous. I just said, let, I just said let's go ahead and get started. And so you literally would have let me start. No, I would have clapped, right? I believe you. can address that question. Okay. I'm excited to be back another week. Sir. We got a very... Tonight's... A little different. Yes. Special. Yes. We have, uh, um, I found this lady, met her through, you know, films. Yep. And uh, I think that's how we met. Yeah. Did we date? I can't remember. <laughs> no, 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 no. Completely platonic <laughs> film, film buddy. <body. laughs> She's into, you know, the arts and yes. all that kind of stuff. Yes. You know, so I'm excited that she's here with us this week. So let's go ahead and give a round of applause to our guest this week, Leah Martin. Yay, thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. You guys actually run into each other before, is yeah. that right? Yes, and that's then, correct. Um, Film. You know, it's just guys in here. There's a lot of like male energy, mm. but yeah. this week's going to be a little bit different. And then if y'all haven't noticed, you know, the viewers at home, there's some some culture differences too. So it's kind of cool to have. There are. It. <laughs> yeah, are you are you referring to me? Oh, right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told y'all both my parents are from South America. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but interesting. Okay, that's so, interesting. But yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, basically, what I'm saying is just cool to we're gonna have a different perspective. Gotcha. Outside of our own. Gotcha. So I'm excited that Lee is here with us this week. Yeah. We're gonna we got a lot of questions for you. I'm so, ready. Tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Okay. So, like you said, love the arts. Um, I like to paint and draw and act. Um, I do some photography. Okay. And I started acting about, I think, six or seven years ago now. So, I haven't always done it, but... Um, had you bit. had you had never acted before you started? Not outside of dance theater, which is like you're just dancing and emoting. Okay. You're not okay. like speaking. So mm-hmm. I didn't ever do like school plays or anything like that. Really? And then, yeah. And what so was, then, do you remember like the first thing that you did? Well, I remember my very first audition that I did. It was for a mattress mm-hmm. and it was in Richmond. And I... It was for a mattress commercial? Yes. Oh, I thought you said it was for a mattress. (laughs) Like you just... (laughs) I put on the mattress costume and... Yeah. Um, You were standing outside a mattress store? (laughs) Yes, exactly. That was it. And I didn't get it. No. But um, but no, it was for this mattress company. And I like memorized the script the night before I walked in. Mm -hmm. And... As someone who had never done anything like this before, it right. just completely threw me off. I forgot mm. all my lines. Oh. And it was like a bloodbath. It was really embarrassing. Oh, really? And the guy behind the camera looked up at like the end of the whole thing. And he was like, um, have you ever done anything like oh. this before? Oh, man. And I was like, no, this is my first audition ever. And he was but like, you weren't nervous. No, I was. But it was great because then I started taking classes. And I right. actually like learned that it's important to mm-hmm. act in front of people so that you cannot be nervous. Right. I don't want to like maybe it's the wrong approach to like jump ahead, but it's like interesting hearing that first story and then seeing the 
big uh that was centrum or yeah. the big company that yeah. you did that huge commercial like that's a yeah. national commercial right yeah that was mm-hmm. really cool like five years six yeah. years later what's the difference in like remembering that person being nervous right getting kicked out basically yeah, kicked yeah. out of that audition mm-hmm. to yeah. how did you land that commercial yeah. i mean i think i think what i've really learned is like as soon as i got into a class and had to act in front of people especially people that have been doing it longer than me i think mm-hmm. there were some newer people in my class but a lot of people had been doing it you know, you get like, you have to get over like the embarrassment of messing up. Mm-hmm. You have to get over the embarrassment of like kind of making a fool of yourself right. and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the most valuable things. It was like a 25 week class. It was long. Um, I met my best, one of my best friends there. And I think it just taught me a lot about, you know, just like, you got to just put yourself out there and do it. Right. And then after that, it's like you, I just started working jobs. And the more I work jobs, the less nervous that I got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, relationships, I think, are a big thing, too. So I think, you know, you start to make good relationships with your agents and with the clients. And you get called back for multiple things for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that job happened to be, um, it was a big thing. And one of my fellow actor friends sent it to me. It was on Facebook. And she was like, hey, you rock climb. Like, you should mm-hmm. audition for, or like, you should submit for this. And so I did, and um, it was really, really cool. And I think just coming to a point where you are feeling that comfortable and can, you know, kind of make some of these, like, things come to fruition is awesome. Mm-hmm. So rock climbing is something that I love, acting is something I love, and getting to get paid to do that was awesome. On that film that y'all worked together, y'all didn't know each other then. Uh-uh. No, but, I think that's where we met. Okay. Mm-hmm. But th- did she talk to you? Because I heard that she was kind of a diva on that set <laughs> and like extras weren't allowed He's to lying. look at weren't allowed to look at her lying. and yeah, like bodyguards and like <laughs> yeah. putting put sheets oh, wow. around her yeah it was good it was a good time it was a good time everybody was cool that was a good Everything film it was smooth yeah it was i've seen some stuff that you were in and this was years ago yeah. so it probably would have been new to you but like i was like it seemed like it came very natural to you yep. yeah do you think that that's something initially that i had had some feedback on that like wow that's like very intuitive to you like do you think it was because you were like so dramatic in your life that it just <laughs> it was an easy transfer maybe they do say this thing about actors that we have like an imaginary audience all the time okay yeah. and sometimes i will be honest like some, <laughs> sometimes when i'm like crying mm-hmm. like legitimately i'm having an emotion right. i'm like a nice tear coming out you know like <laughs> I, I get like real like I do that too though you know like I mean? when I'm by myself yeah. you don't, do you, you do that no 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 I don't cry like, but what she was saying about like having an imaginary cry. audience I mean I cry <laughs> but what when uh, having that imaginary audience yeah. I'll just be like home by my because I work from home right, so I'll right. just be like I'll just start performing oh yes yeah 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 material uh, and stuff like that I'll, mm-hmm. I'll work out like somebody's there but like right. I don't I don't just be sitting there like sad and be like let me act like I'm in a movie and just like go like that. oh no I don't do that it's not like that it's just sort of like you're like I'm like wow the way that tear rolled out was really cinematic mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. like, I don't know but I don't know that I've always been that way or if that's something that I you know just recognizing myself now. So. Did you have a goal or you just were oh. like, you, you said you got into yeah. like photography and then you kind of just like once went down this push, you wanted it. to get paid. Right, right. So once I started doing it, I remember my first day on a set, mm-hmm. I went home that night and I was like, I feel like I, that you feel when you're falling in love. And I had never been into something like inanimate or a, mm-hmm. a hobby or anything to that level. Mm-hmm. So I remember just Great. feeling like this, like feeling in my stomach and my gut, like, wow, I love this. Like, I want to keep doing this. 
I didn't even know this was like missing in my life, but like, bam, it's here. And like, I don't want it to go away. So once I got that feeling, I kept wanting that feeling. And Mm -hmm. I always, I still say today, like, I would like to be successful enough to continue acting, whatever that version of that is. That's what I want to do. So it's not about like making it right necessarily. It's about being able to continue working. Right. No, I'm trying to make it. (laughs) Well, you know, everyone has different motivations. I'm trying to make something. That's why your acting sucks. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Trying just too hard. She's she serious, but she, she joking. No, I'm, I'm kidding. We, you're a we great acted actor. in something yeah, before. Yeah, you're a great actor. No, what's funny is I actually tried acting, and what you guys were talking about, how it came, it was like intuitive to you guys. I was like, this is hard. And it made me like respect people and I actually quit and wanted to learn the other side. Right, I was right. like, I like movies, but I want to learn how to make them. I don't know anything yeah. about making movies. And then just being around filmmaking that's right you might have to get in front mm-hmm. of the camera and you, you can't know. escape yeah. it man right yo I, I do i do agree because um before i um physically met you mm-hmm. yeah how, it, how I talk, did I you meet to, me spiritually or you no know, like i knew who you were but i didn't um meet <laughs> oh, you okay there. i got you guys it was people who, you were admiring me from afar right oh, uh, like i thought so you were so great <laughs> and it was people who were on your sets and they came to me it was like yeah we had to save it Cause, <laughs> so so yeah, so I, I definitely get what I, you're saying. I humbly accept that because I got into filmmaking to learn. Right, right. So probably yeah, because they talked about they said it was it was like it was going downhill. Yeah, it, was, it was bad. Was like, I actually I some actually, people like left the program. <laughs> I actually remember hearing that too because they were like, "Let's go help Drew out with this project." Mm-hmm. They like band, they band teamwork. together. It's teamwork. Mm-hmm. Remember how I was telling you guys how I uh, met that young lady and we were at a birthday party and we ended up having like an odd conversation about I do remember some of the social things that current were events. current events. Yeah. yeah. And um, one thing in particular had come up. It was during the trial of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And so I was watching like every day yeah. like, while I was at work. It. Yeah. it was just interesting. She took the perspective of um, Derek Chauvin was innocent. So I didn't know her very well. So we just kind of were like, yeah. you know, getting to know each other. But I just kind of wanted to revisit that yeah. topic because, you know, that was something that we all kind of experienced just in different capacities. Yeah. You know, just depending on like your life experience, all these things were happening. Was that going on at the same time as COVID too? Oh, yeah. For sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it was like, I felt like the tensions and stuff were even higher because mm-hmm. of that. You know? Right. So had she actually seen any footage to make that sort of statement? I'm just curious. Like, I don't did know. She see what I, we all saw, or no? I think kind of what we right, and I think kind of what we gathered from just that uh, podcast was it was about like biases and not mm-hmm. recognizing like yeah. your own biases, and maybe she had like biases just based on right. her life experience that wasn't allowing her to see what, like you said, yeah, what like the rest of us, of yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think it's one of those things where we can know that we have these biases and some of them we don't know that we have. Right. So it's like some we can acknowledge like, well, yeah, I like kind of notice that I feel this certain way mm-hmm. when I see this person or whatever. Like when you came into this podcast, I, like, did you know that you felt? No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. You kind of looked around. You look to your left, to your right. You were like, let, no. me, let me keep my cell phone close by. No. But I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where even working in healthcare, 
I think we we've talked about this a little bit before, mm-hmm. just in personal conversations. But you know, there are statistics that say that certain groups are treated differently in healthcare and mm-hmm. working in healthcare as of my day job. I've really wanted to look at that and go, okay, what are areas where that might be happening in me? I don't recognize that I have mm-hmm. that happening, mm-hmm. but I think it's my responsibility to act- actively work against doing that. Right. I think that that's – and all of this stuff that happened last year brought awareness to that, which I thought was like, okay, like here's a horrible thing that happened mm-hmm. and it's caused a lot of tension everywhere, but – what can I do? Right. Like what? And, and so anyway, so I started trying to like, just find resources online and like, look at things and Mm -hmm. kind of look at, um, like I was watching that, um, uncomfortable conversations with black man. I was watching those, Mm -hmm. which were helpful and things like that. But I think the main thing was like in my heart, I had no idea. (laughs) I had so many struggles. (laughs) (laughs) No, in my heart, I think I like, I was thinking I was having a hard life. The poor black man. <laughs> yes, that. That is absolutely what I was thinking. Um, father, get in here. Did your grandfather do this to my friend Drew? I never knew. Ah! No, but I think I think it's just about like examining, you know, your own things, things that you can actively change, right? Like I'm responsible for myself. So mm. what can I do and those kinds of things. But I was going to say about this person. I think when you are an adult, even if you've gone through something that made you have a bias, right? So like, let's say I've been hurt by men a lot. So maybe I feel a certain way about men, right? Mm -hmm. At some point, if I want to enter into a healthy relationship with a man, it's my responsibility to sort of deal with that Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I know that I tend to do X when I'm confronted with this. So I need to fix that. Right. Mm -hmm. So with this girl, to me, if she had something going on in her life that made her feel that way Mm -hmm. or made her blind to injustice or things like that, you know, her saying, "Okay, I know I can pinpoint the reason why I feel this way. It's not an excuse. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It becomes, I know, you're not five anymore. When when we become right. adults and we know we're hurting other people mm-hmm. with our behaviors, and this spans way across, like, mm-hmm. even racial issues, right? Like, this is just how we behave to other human beings. Mm-hmm. When you know you're hurting other people, it's your job as an adult person to fix it, right? right. So you mm-hmm. go get the help that you need. You go to therapy, all those things. Mm-hmm. So with this person, like, if she knew that she had some sort of, strange bias and it was good that you were able to have like an open conversation with her Mm -hmm. but it would be alarming to me to be able to watch something like that and not feel some kind of way right and and that alarm in me would go i need to go get help to fix that because i can't continue to feel like this is okay but you're saying that you possess that but some people don't have people, that self-awareness, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like some people don't have that self-awareness. And I think, you know, it's that, that thing about like hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's what I was telling them too, because uh, they were like, why Why did you keep, you know, why did you keep engaging in this conversation? It was because I was genuinely, I hadn't talked to Because you're like, how? I was like, mm-hmm. I was like literally stunned that she was yeah. like, it's like you said, at yeah. this point. You're like actively choosing not to right see to like it. turn a blind eye, or because right. then you don't have to deal with that like that ugly feeling that you get in your gut when you know someone makes a racial joke or someone speaks mm-hmm. poorly about women, right? Like or you know those kinds of things. You're able to sort of like avoid that by just kind of just, I'm just gonna push it down and pretend right. like it doesn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know. It's interesting that you said that you know as a. Um, person of not color you had to 
Uh, That's a new term. Uh, but yeah, as a person of non-color, you, that was interesting that you yeah. kind of had to, you know, actually do the work because you right. cared. What would, where would you say like you're at now? Like how? I mean, I think the biggest thing is just the awareness of it. So I think it, again, it is really easy when you have white privilege to sort of not realize when stuff isn't actively going on that mm. stuff is going on that maybe we don't see right so that mm. was like public it was huge it was big everyone was talking about it so it's sort of like in your face and forces you to to well it should force you to do something mm -hmm. um so i think it it just kind of put me in check and and went like okay so what do i have to do every day at my job to make mm. sure that i'm giving the same care to everyone and right. that i'm not assuming anything about anyone mm -hmm. you know cuz this can happen in with socioeconomic groups as well as people of color so i think it's like you have to just like constantly be checking yourself right. to make sure that you're you know staying on top of things staying educated talking to people and there are people of color who are willing to talk to you and say like, actually, like it sucks when this mm -hmm. happens or when that happens. And you could have came and talked to me. I would right. have told yeah. you, you know, yeah. that thing you said to me on set that one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, I think that was the main thing is just, and then some of it is like educating your older family members. Like mm -hmm. I think some of it is too, just like kind of saying like, can you understand that this mentality is whatever? Cause I mm -hmm. think some people, when they hear the word white privilege, they get really like, well, I didn't, I, I didn't mm -hmm. ask for that. So like, what do you mean? It's like they want to feel or they do feel guilty about that terminology. And so they don't want to acknowledge it because right. it makes them feel some kind of way. Right. And I think like breaking it down and understanding what it is um, for me, like the biggest thing, because I work with moms and babies is like when I would see a person of color have a son, mm -hmm. it really impacted me from an empathy standpoint, because I thought, I wonder if black women feel sad when they find out they're having a son. I thought because... you were going to say because their fathers weren't there. But... <laughs> no, no. I was not going to say that. I'm with you, though. I'm following. So I, I really was thinking, like, what a hard life, like, black men have. Mm -hmm. And so I think I thought to myself, not that black women don't also, I'm not discounting that, but mm -hmm. I think, like, for me going as a, the most exciting part of your life, you have a baby, you're pregnant. Right. Is there ever this like, oh, like that's going to be a hard life for my kid, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I think just looking at it, like I never thought about it that way before and just kind of looking at it like, wow, that's, that's something that I, as a person with white privilege, don't have to worry about, right. you know, mm -hmm. maybe, uh, for humanity, maybe for swiping humanity. right on a few <laughs> people of color every now and then and not just sending us left. <laughs> that's where it start yeah <laughs> you can't that's how you're gonna the, change the worst start on the app okay, okay. Yeah, it on the last episode we were talking about how like meeting a young lady sometimes i'll find myself in a situation where i'm like i really enjoy your company yeah. i want to spend more time with you and get to know you mm -hmm. Is it cool if we just kind of take things slow? And I think the word we coined was casual. Can we yeah. be casual about this? And sometimes she'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. And then, you know, six months, a year later, she's like, you know, feeling some type and of way. It's like, in a year. It ain't casual. No, nah, I'm just, I'm, I'm being, I'm being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So my take on that is there's a couple things here. I think if it's very, very open at the beginning, like you are just extremely clear 
This is what I am able to offer you. Right. We can hang out a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call you my girlfriend. Like, we're not exclusive. Like, if you lay it out. Right. And the girl's like, yeah, I'm cool with that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I think when it gets to the point where she's not fine with it, because that can happen. Like, mm-hmm. she, right. her initial intention could be like, yeah, that's cool. Because right. I don't really like you that much yet. You know? <laughs> right. And then as it grows, you're like, wow, I actually, like, really like spending time with this guy. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to see other people. I don't right. know if I want him seeing other people. The problem is, is when you're in it, like, you know, it's casual. That Mm -hmm. conversation is super hard because you're Mm -hmm. like, well, if I poke the bear, he might end things. Mm -hmm. So maybe I can just like keep this going. And like, he just want me to be his girlfriend. Right. Mm. And so then it's like. So that's where they mess up. Yeah, no, no, I mean, so so that's 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 what the issue is. Oh, okay, okay. So, this is what I would say I would say that it's it's, so it is the girl's fault. That's that's definitely not what I was saying, but what I am saying is I think that if you're really honest with them up front, Mm -hmm. there is responsibility on that person because you told them. Now, I think you were telling me when we were talking before, like, your actions can speak differently, and we all know that, like. Actions speak louder than words. So if someone in all, if if this chick's like taking you to doctor's appointments because you got like anesthesia and picking you up from the airport, mm-hmm. it ain't casual. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Yo, you can't. That was it. real specific. <laughs> I know. So. What, what if she's, in the way she said it too? She's like, if this chick, this random, doctor. this random chick takes you to the doctor, <laughs> calls out of work, <laughs> right. oh, wow. drives what? you around, where's, where's her favorite part in my French shirt? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is like, if you're going to have the benefits of a serious relationship, then you have to have that talk, right? Like, so you have to be like, hey, it's so nice that you're offering to do that. But like, I just want to bring it, you know, I just want to check in with you and tell you like, my feelings haven't changed. Have your, so there is an obligation to have these conversations. But that's, that just seems like petty and like hard to manage if you're like, all right, we keeping it casual. So, you know, I am not getting you anything from the st- I'm at the grocery store. Well, that's I would different. add if you were my girlfriend, I would be like, "Do you need anything?" but you know, my girlfriend, so you got to get your own. You going to get a bag like... of chips? <laughs> yeah, I might I might at least get some chips. I know, can't even get No, I mean, I think that's different. I think it's just more so like just communication, right? So, if she's like, "Oh, like do you want to come like this weekend to a such and such place?" Like you know, like you're going away for the weekend with someone. Mm-hmm. You're like knocking it up a notch, right? Like, or you're no. meeting. That's the, that's you. You might not be. That's what I'm saying. No. That's the problem right there. No, you just want them to come for the weekend. That might be a good, you know, that'd be a good time. I'm not doing nothing. Yeah, sure, right. But that's that's the that's what we're saying. Like, if the other person right. is on it, like, and I'm not saying, but you, I, I'm it, saying it can go either way. Okay. I, it absolutely can go both ways. I think. I do still feel like there is responsibility on her part as well mm-hmm. if you had this conversation at the beginning. Right. But I'm saying if you want to be extra nice, like if you if you want to be like a very decent man, mm-hmm. the, the, the kind <laughs> thing to do would be to just check in. And if you like, right. if you're like, hey, we've been hanging out for two months. Like, I know I'm, I see you every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to be clear. I'm still at this place. Right. And when you get to the point where you, that's not good enough for you, mm-hmm. you just have to tell me and we have to be done. And right. then I just feel like you're covering your basis. Right. Like right. I do feel like at that point you're giving the disclaimer. You've give, given the disclaimer. If you only give it at the beginning, I feel like that's not 
Because a lot of people say that at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I think if you continue to hang out, it's good to just recheck in and be like, right. hey. So, so you would say like at two months, just yeah. be like, I still don't like you like that. <laughs> exactly. And then if she's like, yeah. Yeah. Then you, then you can yeah. continue. Okay. I think there's two. I think there's absolutely a point where, but, and the thing is though, I don't want to put too much on you guys. Cause I feel like I've heard from a lot of guys, like you guys d don't see the things that like we think that you should be seeing or right, 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 something right. like, I feel like there's this thing where it's like, well, he must know that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't yeah. think they do. And I, I feel like that's where you do. were getting at where it's yeah. like, the example you gave where it's like, hey, do you want to come skiing with me this weekend? You guys, I feel like, start texting your friends like, oh, he invited right, me right, to right. go yeah. skiing. And right. whereas you yeah. like, well, where you just like, well, she's the only one available. Right. <laughs> the other two said no. And, right. Well, and maybe part of that is again saying like, hey, I want to invite you to this thing. Just mm -hmm. want to make sure you understand like we're still casual. I mean, and it might seem like over the top or too much. Right. And if she was, if she's like, hey, you don't have to keep saying that. Like, I mm -hmm. know that. Then again, she's then taking ownership for her own feelings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's on her then. But I had this one girl I was seeing. I told her that after like two months I had checked in that I wasn't trying mm -hmm. to be serious. Yeah. And she was like, no, I'm your girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I and you, you were with her in her defense you was with her for two years <laughs> yeah. after that, but. and I was like uh, you're funny and she was like no nah, we're together uh, so uh. I had and to. then you just went with it yeah, <laughs> I had yeah. To. but how did you get out of it I had to escape I had mm -hmm. to you know so I had was to, like, it a mistake when she said that you to you was it a mistake it. that you just were like alright well alright I'm your I'm I your think that maybe you like that she was so dominant. It was like it kind of yeah. Uh, I, I think it was like a, <laughs> I think it was like strategic on her part because maybe she had tried the other approaches, like like be you said, cool be the cool girl, yeah. not pressure him. But then she was just like, I'm I'm gonna dominate the situation. Yeah. Oh okay. And, and I was kind of like, oh, I kind of oh. like that she yeah. was like, no, nah, right. we're, like we're she was dating. Confident and she was okay. Like, this is what's going on. Okay, mm -hmm. so it wasn't like like you gave into it. You were like, all right, fine. Right. That's cool. Yeah. But you but you blocked her. And she kind of <laughs> gave me an ultimatum too, which is kind of tricky. Oh, she well, said that's going to happen in these scenarios. Mm -hmm. Like that absolutely is going to happen in these scenarios. Because she went out of town and she like FaceTimed me and she was like, oh, these guys are into me. Are we dating or not? And I was like, Mm. Like, did that work split decision that's what i'm saying i liked all these like <laughs> tactics that she was using yeah. you you liked it yeah it was working on you it was working on yeah. me knowing that it was working against you too <laughs> How you, so? you blocked her oh no i'm saying that eventually later. that was later yeah <laughs> when they broke but I'm up when so you broke up did you ever you were actually break up with her or you just blocked her I'm, she probably still thinks we're together <laughs> I can't. But. She gonna be walking up here with like a wedding dress. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna find you. She's like, yo, I got your new number. I, I don't know what happened to us, but um, you you free tomorrow. Free. Yeah. She's like, crazy. yeah, like you said, she comes here with a wedding, wedding dress. dress. <laughs> I've been looking for you for two years. You got the flowers and everything. <laughs> yeah, she's all all dirty. On a um episode two, I revealed to these guys that I had uh I had met this um, nice young man, <laughs> and we um we developed like a pretty good friendship. Yeah. You know, shortly into like <laughs> Kim's face. I like how they still think this is funny. You've already talked about it all the time. <laughs> and shortly into the friendship, like he started to notice, um, you know, 
some of my character traits. Right. And he had some experience uh, just with um, <laughs> different like diagnose different diagnoses and stuff. Is he stuff. a psychologist? No, I think just like life experience, maybe he had run into like uh, other people along along his yeah. journey. But he uh, he approached me and um, suggested that um, you know that I might be on the spectrum, mm-hmm. which I was explaining to them. You know, we were having a serious conversation about yeah. it. That um, you know, just the timing of when he told me that it might have had to do with everything that was going on in my life. So I took it like very literally. And he didn't say it like as a joke. He was right. he was really suggesting, like I said, he knew people who might have had it. So I was just like, is is this true? Because I didn't know anything. I didn't know much about right, it right. too. If That's you're not researched on it. If, like, yeah, yeah, if someone says that to me and they're being serious right. and you trust this person, like I said, we had become like really good yeah. friends. I was like, um, is this something that I need to look into? Yeah. And so... You know, you, I know, I don't know exactly what you do, but I do know you have some like health yeah, um, background. Yeah. I mean, generally, I think that there's like a lot of criteria for these diagnoses and Mm -hmm. people can have, so, you know, people can have traits that are also associated with disordered Mm -hmm. thinking or uh, disorders or whatever. Mm -hmm. So just because you might have a trait, like no filter, for example, Mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean that you are diagnosable, right? So, um, you know, there's like multifactorial things that go Mm -hmm. into ADHD diagnosis or autism diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And it's usually not just... Overall. Right. It's not just like one thing. It's It's just traits that I do. But that's what's the side that I was on. You're the only one who thought you... Oh, yeah. That's that's you. They didn't understand how I believed or like... Yeah. I mean, I understand from your perspective, as we were talking about earlier about being overthinkers, right? So mm-hmm. you start to self-analyze like mm-hmm. big time, like, mm-hmm. right? So you start thinking, um, and if you're like really self-aware, then you're like, oh, what is that behavior like? Is But I also think that if it's, you know, again, if it's, it's like just a trait or two, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just isn't enough to, to be clinical. It's interesting that she said that because my overthinking causes me to constantly analyze my social situ or how I'm being perceived in mm-hmm. social situations. Mm-hmm. Or it's like you said, like not having a filter. I've told them how yeah. since I was a kid, I would just say the thing that yeah. came to my mind and it got, and not it's get got, why okay. it was a problem. Like, right. And not understand why it's a problem. So I kind of knew that there was something about that that wasn't. Yeah. Like uh, as so, mainstream or whatever right. Socially, socially yeah. normal or whatever word you want to use the norm. Yeah. So when he said it to me, it was like I told them I like I like went back and and I was like, okay, maybe that's why these friends, you know, felt that type of way about me. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Can you elaborate a little bit on when you say like so you can traits? Is that possible that like anybody could have? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that we have to like find commonalities when we're trying to name a new thing, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, people, 
have this or people all share this or they a lot of them have this you know you kind of do that Mm -hmm. autism is because it's a spectrum disorder is really really difficult because people there's a saying that's like once you know one person with autism you know one person with autism it's so different and manifests so differently from person Mm -hmm. to person that it is very very difficult to pin like pigeonhole Mm -hmm. certain things um, and, you know, back in the day, they used to use the term Asperger's for people with like certain social awkwardness. Mm. And that's not even like a diagnosis anymore. Like it wow. doesn't exist anymore. So, okay. um, so, and then I look at things like narcissism, right? Like you'll hear people be like, ooh, soon so is a narcissist. Like mm-hmm. clinical narcissism is a very serious disorder. <laughs> okay. Um, these it people, seems like girls just gravitate th- to right, that when to they that have a bad ex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're and all the narcissists. And the thing is, is, like, there are. Like, when you've dealt with an actual narcissist, it's like, wow, okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But there are narcissistic traits, right? So if a man right. is super, super selfish and is seeking out what's good for him or whatever, mm-hmm. you Those could are... say, like, there's some narcissistic traits. Right. Are you a clinical narcissist? No. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's really misguided for any lay person mm-hmm. to tell another person that like I not really? yeah because I think that that's like a big responsibility that if he knew you really well he probably knew you were an overthinker he probably knew you were gonna flip out about it and he just said it anyway and to me that's just kind of irresponsible as a mm. friend are you I, saying that he the guy is actually the one with the- <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's probably well intended but it's also sort of like what was the benefit in and saying it right so but he probably didn't know me he didn't probably didn't know that i was going to react that way too so he doesn't know you because you just spent this time telling me the reason why it was so hard for you is because he knew you so well like better than other people if he Mm. knew you so well he would absolutely know how that would have affected you so in Mm. my mind it was a very careless choice because they they spoke on um We spent a lot of time on, lunch, the, on, on the phone, breaks. and they, mm-hmm. you know, they thought like every that, lunch break he talked, he spoke to him, right, on the phone. What I found interesting about telling them that story that we spoke on the phone a lot, and mm-hmm. they found it humorous, is that typically in our society, you know, you don't find guys like on the phone, kind of like twirling the cord, like because <laughs> like you, you was you was laying on the bed with your feet <laughs> on the yeah. wall, so that's that's what kind of made he it was right. Like, this is different. But there, what I was trying to explain to them that there was you know nothing um, romantic romantic yeah. about it. It was just like you know I was looking forward to him calling and us having like a good conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know how how do we how do we have the guy friends that we have now, like. Right. How does that happen? We we met in school. See, that's what I'm right. saying. I think it's like work, school, friends right. of friends. Why like, can't that's we go out of our it. way right. to like, be like... Right, like just to meet people. You know, like say if you're at the gym, you know, you're lifting heavy weights and you might need a little spot. Somebody comes over and they're like, I got you, bro. I'm, I'm you're like, yo, you want to gra- yeah. grab, yeah. co- grab coffee? Not, I wasn't spotting anybody, but like... If it's like a like a basketball court or something like oh, okay. that, yeah, 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 yeah. and you just keep like, running into each mm-hmm. other over and over again, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know when you talking on the phone, like long time ago, when you talking to girls, mm-hmm. um, and then you get to the point where you you say, "What would you have did if, if I would have kissed you?" <laughs> <laughs> That's like a special point that you get to in the getting to knowing people. <laughs> So it, it kind of got so you, weird because so, you was you were saying stuff like that. So, <laughs> so you're saying like, a lot of guys are scared to jump into intense phone 
long term phone conversations well, with each other because it's going to get to the point. Though. No, it's going to get hot. Yeah. Is that, it sounds like that's what you're saying. No. I'm yeah, saying so, it, it gets weird if you get in that zone with a, uh, unless that's. Unless that's something that. Yeah, yeah right. Then, then, then Which is totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So if you were dating someone and they told you that story, would that not kind of throw you off a little? Would you not. What, what do you mean, question? like, I'm dating Drew and he tells me that he yeah, has he's a guy that he a, talks to on yeah. the phone all the time? <laughs> Out of the blue. Or what if we started dating, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, the, my phone rings. You see me get excited. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I leave for like, mm-hmm. now, you know, I leave for like 40 minutes. You're like, oh, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. And it's like, just my friend. Or he comes in and he has an attitude with you because <laughs> the dude didn't call him. <laughs> no, I, so. <laughs> yeah. So, well, first of all, I probably would think that you were lying if you said it was a guy. Ooh, like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, it's a girl. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, he's talking to a girl. And That's then that if- toxic femininity. That's the... Um- <laughs> I, ju- I just coined that term. Um, is that a I real would thing? I like to say what it is, is it's called, like, scars in our back that we have to protect mm-hmm. for the future. But, um, that's the Jake from State Farm commercial. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what you wearing? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you talking to? Yeah. Jake from State Farm. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I think I think it's unusual. But I think if you explain it like, hey, you know, like I just get along really well with this person, and it's mm-hmm. unusual. But to me, it's not. It wouldn't be, in my opinion, problematic unless you didn't afford the same stuff towards me. So go. like, right. if you don't want to, if you're like, I really prefer that you text. Like, I don't really want to call, and then mm-hmm. like you're on the phone with this dude. Like that right. would bother me, right? But if I know you're a telephone guy. Some people. I are, wasn't a. Te- he made me a telephone guy. <laughs> I get stressed out about the phone call, guys. Like I, I, I'm not a fan. But it's hard because you don't want to tell somebody that sometimes. It's like they'll get in the habit of calling you and they think it, because you answer mm-hmm. that you don't mind being on the phone. And just like, hmm. No, I, I just I don't try like it, it, man. That's what I did. I just. So just get on the phone with somebody. Yeah, and, just and see if they where it leaks, take see you where over, it goes. Yeah. Okay. Gives me anxiety. Would you guys just there you on go. the phone in silence sometimes and just like would you enjoy silence with each other? Or were you like doing Because there's no way y'all was talking you nonstop. <laughs> you like was, you're cooking and then he calls I'm telling you, they were like, sleeping. Oh, I forgot like, you were there. Right. I like how like this is just like shaking everyone's world. But he actually how called like... me at a concert one time and we were <laughs> Oh my god. I was just like turn turn it turn it to the to the stage so I can see. And I'm like, You having fun? You having a good time? Wow. But it was just like my friend. That's what I'm saying. So the thing is, it's like, you know, best friends, like people that you're best friends with. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I talk about chemistry a lot in romantic relationships, but I feel like you can have that sort of connection with another human, right? Like it's just Mm -hmm. something. And I think it's really rare. And that's why it's so weird. It's like, it's like Mm -hmm. the, you know, it's like the white buffalo or whatever. We're like, wow, it's so rare that we're like so unrelatable because mm-hmm. we're like I don't I haven't had that like I don't know what right. that looks like right you know but now we really appreciate you for joining us you'll have to come back hang out with us yeah. again yeah I'd love to um anything you want to say to our to our viewers before we let you go I don't know if all of these men are on dating apps but ladies you should take note Ooh. Look, trying to hook I'm not up. I'm not on apps but um wherever you see this I'm on this you new app. It's comment, called comment on YouTube. I'm on this no. new app called It Ain't Gonna Be That Serious. <laughs> also, casual. Drew casual. wants it casual. AKA Tinder. Drew oh, yeah, wants casual. it casual. Just casual. <laughs> just, app. just casual. Yeah. But again, yeah, thank you. Let's give Leah a round of applause. And we'll see y'all next week.